0: Hello New Haven, and broadcasting live on 103.5 FM, WNHHLP and worldwide from the studios on the corner of Elm and Orange here in New Haven and online at newhavenindependent.org. This is the Cannoli Canish Sports Radio Hour with your hosts Vinnie Morrow and Joel Rudikoff. I'm Adam Joseph with this week's update. The Golden State Warriors beat the Cleveland Cavaliers 108-97 to take a 3-1 lead uh, in the series uh, last night. Stephen Curry scored 38 points in a winning effort while Kyrie Irving had 34 LeBron James had 25 in their losing effort. Turning to baseball, the Red Sox beat the Twins last night in Minnesota 8-1. Xander Bogarts went 4-5 for five with a home run and four RBIs. Sox starter Stephen Wright tossed seven and a third innings of one-run ball, striking out six. The Yankees shut out the Tigers at the stadium last night 4 to nothing. CC Sabathia threw seven innings of shutout ball, striking out four. Didi Gregorius went two for three with two RBIs. Carlos Beltran stayed hot and also picked up an RBI in the win. Uh, the Mets beat the Brewers uh, 2 to 1 in 11 innings last night. Matt Harvey struck out uh, 8 over 6 innings. Matt Reynolds drove in the winning run on a strange fielder's choice. The Mets have now won 3 in a row. Moving to soccer, the United States take on Paraguay tonight in the third and final game of the Copa America group stage. Uh, Win and they'll move to the knockout rounds. Lose and the hosts go home. Tie and they're going to need a little bit of help. That's a 7 o'clock kickoff. Vin, I know you'll be watching. Absolutely. Uh, turning, uh, to hockey, uh, on the day that Muhammad Ali was laid to rest, another sports legend, Mr. Hockey, Gordie Howe passed away at the age of 88. Uh, the Stanley cup finals aren't over yet. The San Jose sharks might've been flying home for a different reason. Had it not been for Martin Jones on Thursday evening, Jones was perhaps the sole reason the sharks head back to San Jose with a chance to even the Stanley cup finals. The 26 year old made 44 saves in game five, keeping his team afloat in a four to two win over the Pittsburgh Penguins at console energy center. Uh, Pittsburgh outshot San Jose forty-six to twenty-two, but it was the Sharks that emerged behind Jones, who boasts a nine thirty-three save percentage uh, in the final. San Jose now trails the best of seven series three to two, uh, with Game Six Sunday night at the SAP Center.
1: Breaking down some hockey. I like Listen,
0: it. you know, I figured uh, next week when we're on, it probably will be be over, and I had to throw in a hockey update. Breaking some down some seat. hockey.
1: I like it. Uh, Talking save percentages and hockey, I like it.
0: <laughs> some of the biggest names, uh, and, and I'm sorry, final. And some of the biggest names in women's tennis will return to the courts in New Haven this summer, uh, from August 19th to 27th for the Connecticut Open. Uh, Legends of the men's game, like John McEnroe, Andre Agassi, and Connecticut native James Blake, will also participate in the Legends event uh, during the summer tourism season. Defending Connecticut Open and Wimbledon champion Petra uh, Vit- uh, Vit- uh, Vit- uh, Kvitova, 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 yeah. defending champion. Kvitova, Vitkova, whatever, you know, yeah, whatever. Potato, potato. <laughs> Kvitova, Kavada. One ova uh, for another. There's a lot of <laughs> ova. We'll do the ova under later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's coming back, uh, as well as four-time past champion and Queen of New Haven, Carolyn Wozniacki, uh, and rising American star Shelby Rogers have entered the tournament field. We'll be joined by tournament director and friend of the program, and Worcester, uh, and later we'll be joined by our third string NBA insider, Dave Alexandro. Gentlemen, welcome back. Uh for another sun uh, saturday of sports in the uh from the worldwide headquarters on the corner of Elm and Orange.
2: I'll tell you, I'm tired today because I was up late last night watching the NBA finals. And we'll get into that later, but
0: I mean About I your watched, tiredness? Are you getting enough calcium? Enough I watched iron? an
2: NBA I watched a full NBA game for the first time in like 20 years. Okay, that's how that's how into the series
0: I am.
1: That's how not into the <laughs> Mets you are actually.
2: <laughs> uh I was going back and forth. Okay, in the commercials, and the high, s-
0: high-scoring two-to-one eleven-in-game.
2: I could tell it was going to oh. be a typical Mets drag it out one-one. Oh. You know,
1: you forgot to mention that they traded for Kelly Johnson. Too, oh yeah, they brought, I mean, they, they you know, brought back the, 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 the Mets,
0: bringing back the <laughs> magic They brought back Kelly K. John, getting the band back together. Let's talk uh, about the Dark I, Knight, I, I, Matt Harvey. Let's talk about Yoannis uh, first for a moment. Uh, he hit a home run last night, and then his first in fifty-two. Ever since, ever
1: since I traded for him in fantasy, his it, first it, home it run. Ever since him, you gave him the kiss of death and they, told him that he was the best player in the MVP, league. MVP. MVP. Cl- they
0: clocked him at 28.8 seconds rounding the bases. The slowest time in the major leagues this year. Even Bartolo Colon made it around the bases
2: faster when Bartolo went yard for the first time in his 40-year career.
1: He is
2: <laughs> he's, the epitome of a hot dog. He's a stud. He's the best player in the National League. Oh,
1: God. Get over that, will you, please? Uh, how do we not talk about Gordy Howe, by the way? Legend. I, I mean I mentioned him. Okay, right, good point. Okay. Good. What was his
2: what was his connection to uh Quinnipiac hockey? Like I, I know he dropped the puck. I think they just uh they paid
1: him for an appearance. Is that true? <laughs> I no, so. I saw him at a game. Right. I think Benjamin paid. and I
2: went to one uh Quinnipiac hockey game uh I, I in the I last don't ten know years. Other than
1: he you know, he you know, didn't probably make as much money as some of these other guys and you know did the appearance tours. I mean <laughs> I mean that's I mean, they
0: they showed a photo of him um you know with his, his jersey off shirt off Gordie Howe was huge this guy was ripped right I mean he was as big as any any football player you'd see now you know I
1: like the I saw Gretzky's quote on him like everyone's you know you know the great one blah 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 Gordie Howe, I mean Wayne Gretzky Gordie Howe best player in hockey ever I mean that's you know
0: Listen, I mean, in, in old school hockey, too, before helmets, when these guys were, were slashing each other, just, you know,
1: I because they I, could. Right. I, I, I saw a tweet either from from Shaughnessy or, or, or Bob Ryan basically saying, you know, hitting is part of the hockey. You either have to be hit or you have to get hit. And Gretzky never did either. And how did it constantly? Yeah. I mean, like, that's, you know, scored, right, goal, you know- scored goals, assisted. What was the, what they call the the the, the Gordie Howe uh, uh, hat trick, a goal, assist, and two minutes for roughing? <laughs> I don't I don't know anything. Five about for hockey. fighting, yeah. I okay, mean, yeah, th- right, five for fighting. Right. I mean, like that was you know that was Gordie Howe.
2: I felt when I was watching Gretzky back in the day that there was like an unwritten set of rules. Yeah, like you couldn't
1: uh don't indram- hit the guy. Don't hit the guy who's putting money in your pocket.
2: Right. So Gretzky in it's the more middle of the LeBron rules in the middle of an wow. NHL finals, it was as if he had like you know, the red protective jersey on that the quarterbacks have in NFL practice. You can't hit them. You know, the unwritten Gretzky rules don't don't hurt the guy. But, I mean, you know. He was putting money in every one of their pockets. He was the only reason why anybody other than a hardcore hockey fan would even realize that there was, like, a professional hockey league in the United
1: States. Yeah, I mean, listen, you don't... We could go through a whole thing, you know. Like once again, that ESPN thirty for thirty, they did that Gretzky trade. I mean, that was you know that was as good as it comes. And you know the the background in that whole thing, uh, Peter Pockington you know, trades him for ten million dollars. Um, you know, but that's he was the, he was literally the guy keeping that league afloat, putting money in every one of those goons' pockets. I mean, without Wayne Gretzky, there is no NHL.
0: All right. Absolutely. I mean, but, he, he brought he brought Showtime to hockey. You know the way that that Magic and the Lakers brought Showtime to the NBA uh, in that same era. He brought Showtime to hockey.
2: Yeah, but as opposed to Gordy Howe, Quinnipiac hockey legend, Gordy Howe. Uh, so we went to this game and Gordy Howe was there, sitting in the president's suite, and we were leaving and we happened to run into him. So Benjamin got to meet Gordy Howe. Uh, they swapped stories. Ben just talked about, you know, told him some, some T-ball stories.
1: Beating up kids in the playground like Gordie Howe used to do on Gordie the Gordie Howe told
2: him some NHL stories. These two these two sports legends met in the bowels of the Quinnipiac
0: Hockey Arena. And uh, we've got a friend of the program, Connecticut Open Tournament Director, Ann Worcester, joining us on the line. Ann, how are you? Good
1: morning. How you, how you doing, having- Ann? Once again, you are you're, you're gearing up for uh, the the tournament, and we'd love to have you on just to talk about you know ticket sales and what you got planned for for the tournament this year.
3: Well, we're actually seventy days out of the tournament. I cannot believe it. <clears throat> we just announced that tickets went on sale this past uh, Monday, and um, that four time champion Caroline Wozniacki is coming back to the Elm City. For her ninth tournament, um, which is very exciting to us, she loves New Haven, she loves Yale, she loves the tournament, and uh, does she come for you back? or the
1: pizza? That's that's the big does, question. Does she come for you or the, does she come? Does she come to New Haven for you or does she come for the pizza?
3: <laughs> we have a nice relationship. It's 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 a uh, she's a special person. So, um, but I think she really does love coming. To New Haven, she loves the walkability. She loves the restaurants. Uh, she loves how friendly the people are. Uh, she just posted on Facebook that she, you know, thinks she talked about our fans. So, um, and then we also um, just announced this young American who just had a tear and went on a magical run at the French Open and reached the quarterfinals. Shelby Rogers is also coming to New Haven, and she's coming for the first time. So it's kind of fun to announce a veteran and a rising star at the same time. And we do know that our fans love to see the Americans.
1: Absolutely.
2: Hey, so man, how do things work as, as far as... So there are a, a number of players who are already booked for the tournament. But as, as we get closer to the tournament, uh, more players come in. Yeah. How does that work?
3: <clears throat> so... Um, So basically, there's an entry deadline, and it's always, for us, it's always the week, the day after Wimbledon. This year, it's July 11th, so it's six weeks out of our tournament. And so I go out and try to get sort of name players early on, so I go on recruiting trips. I keep in touch with these players year-round. Social media has made that so much easier. Um, So we announced Petra Kvitova, our defending champion, back in uh, January or February, then we announced that Madison Keys, top 20 American player, is, is coming back. Then we announced Sloane Stephens, another young American who's won three or four titles on the WTA Tour this year, is come is coming to play. Um, and so then I went to, to Miami and had more discussions with players. And, um, and now we're announcing Caroline and, of course, Shelby Rogers. So now I go to Wimbledon, and this year the conversations with players are very different because sometimes players say, oh, uh, I forgot the deadline, I missed the deadline, can I have a wild card? But because of the Olympics, which are smack dab in the middle of the summer, so the first two tournaments at Stanford and the Canadian Open are pushed into July, then the players all go to Rio, presumably go to Rio and then anybody that goes deep into the Olympics or wants to stay for the closing ceremonies on August 21st can't make it back in time for Cincinnati which is a one of the, one of the mandatory tournaments on the tour so guess what more players than usual may want to play good old New Haven right. so all the agents who understand player movement even better than I are saying save your wild cards to the last minute save your wild cards to the last minute and so that's so my message to players at Wimbledon will be don't don't miss that deadline. If you're gonna play, if you think you're gonna play the Connecticut Open, do not skip that, that deadline because the top the, the wild cards could go to the top four players in the world this year. Who knows?
2: Well, we can come with you to Wimbledon if you want.
3: Oh, could you? you oh that'd be great. This that'd be great. This is Vin Morrow okay and i'm
1: not sure i i would i would be a night, a good ambassador for the city of new haven in wimbledon I the mean, international I'm not, incident i'm not sure i get through security
2: uh let's so, think about it. the leading sports program in new haven <laughs> will will be live from wimbledon with ann wooster
0: we're gonna be
3: <laughs> i gotta tell you I, I i could call i could call in from there
1: uh even better
0: uh, I would want Vinny yeah. in some sort of intensive negotiations. I feel like a lot of agents <laughs> would have trouble saying no to him. So, yeah. you know.
3: Serena, Serena, I'm going to you make you
0: an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> I'll see you in New Haven.
2: <laughs> I like that.
3: So I did talk to Serena uh, directly in March at Madison Square Garden. She played the, 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 this big showdown, and I got to, to talk to her, and she basically said the door is not closed this year. I mean, it's, you know, it's definitely Ooh. still a long shot. This is breaking said,
2: news on the Canolian King Sports <laughs> Hour. <laughs> no, I don't Serena want to Williams everyone, is in discussions. <laughs> How should we phrase this? In she, has a, she hasn't
1: ruled it out. How's that?
2: Right. She's not ruled out accepting the vice she presidency. She ruled it out.
3: The door is not closed. This she, is she said she would not decide. Until Paul Bass, if you're listening, so this is top
2: of the New Haven Independent <laughs> webpage.
1: Serena coming <laughs> potentially to New Haven.
3: No, no, no! no I, I don't, don't want to mislead yeah, anyone. No, no.
1: I'll muzzle Joel the rest of this <laughs> interview. Don't worry. Right. Um, so you have a couple other things going on at the tournament this year. I saw you. You, you sent out uh, a, a media advisory. A couple of different things you have going on for the week.
3: Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot that's new. Um, we, you know, the tournament will continue to offer all kinds of off court. Um, fun and exciting activities for fans, Um, local food trucks, live music on the Connecticut stage, all kinds of kids activities, the Aetna Fit Zone. Um, And new this year um, is our opening ceremony uh, which will be presented by Yale University and it'll be a celebration of the Olympics and the global nature of women's professional tennis and our players And all of the main draw players will uh, be introduced on stadium court with um, graduate students holding flags from their countries and involving also our kids from our um, inner city tennis uh, education and mentoring programs. And um, there'll be Yale um, singing groups and all kinds of um, other sort of pomp and circumstance. And we're hoping that the entire community, oops, that was my alarm. We're, ent- we're hoping that the entire community comes out to kick off the first evening session of the tournament, and that'll be Monday night, um, uh, August 22nd. And then we're also excited to announce the addition ed- of a girls' day out and girls' night out on Tuesday, August 23rd. So we're um, inviting all moms, daughters, sisters, and BFFs to come out for a day of shopping and tennis. Um, we're in our largest hospitality space, Court Girl, the Court Girl Lifestyle Experience will feature trunk shows and makeovers and blow dries and all kinds of fashion and much more. So I'm definitely thinking that Vinny and Joel, you guys need to come for that. That
2: was the day Vinny was planning on being there. <laughs> <laughs> that could be Vinny,
3: sort of I a think problem. you need to come for the blow dry bar. I Let
2: me just I say. Absolutely will be there for my that. My family loves this tournament. <clears throat> I have a seven-year-old, uh, a 12-year-old. We look forward to this every year. It is a, you put on a fantastic tournament. The whole atmosphere. Oh, that's so nice. There's stuff to do for the kids. Parking is easy. Everything is so well thought out uh, and so easy for the fan. That's because Jill doesn't know how to parallel park, by the way. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm I'm a 51-year-old Jewish lawyer. I don't want to have to park. I don't want to have to worry about it. This is the, it's it's easy to get to. Uh, Everything is just well thought out. Uh, we actually went last year. Uh, we were there on the night of the, the let like the men's legends. Oh
3: yeah, we haven't talked about that.
2: Yeah, so we saw and oh, this was a fantastic. So it was when McEnroe was playing Courier, and yeah. bizarrely, McEnroe hits a shot. It hits the buckle of the net, and the net collapses. Right, and then then in this quintessential fantastic Connecticut moment, while uh, folks are putting the net back together. McEnroe uh, decides he's going to auction off. He takes the microphone. He's going to auction off his rackets for the Smilo yep. Cancer Center. Yeah. And a bidding war ensued between Gino Oriema and somebody else. And it was just this, this great sort of like quintessential Connecticut moment. It's uh, so true. Yeah, that was that was a great night. Uh, who's who's coming in? Like, do you know yet? Uh, is there going to be like another like Legends, you know, like Men's yeah, Legends night? Yeah,
3: yeah, But just what that that McEnroe, um, Courier night was. Uh, I totally agree with a magical moment. It was perfect weather. The Lower Bowl was was virtually full. Um, it was very high quality tennis. They were both very playing very well. And when that net court judge net net cord rope, Joel. I, my heart was in my I'm at my stomach. I mean, I've never seen that in 30 years in the business. Yeah, me either. And I thought, of all players for this to happen to, now he's going to rip us on stadium court. I'm in big trouble. And he when he marched over to that chair umpire my, microphone, I thought we were just going to get ripped. And when he said, I'm going to auction, and I had taken him to sweet visits to two or three sponsors before the the matches, and one of them was Yale New Haven Hospital, and it was Yale New Haven, you know, Health Night that night, and so he remembered that. And then our MC whispered in his ear, "We're raising. We've been fundraising all week long for Smilo Cancer Hospital because one of our huge causes is, of course, breast cancer, and we um, we raise money all week long um, for breast cancer." And so when he started auctioning off one racket and then another and then his clothing and Gino Oriema's wife is jumping in, it was just in 10 minutes he raised $8,000 for us. So when we presented a check for almost $21,000 to Smilo um, after the tournament, 8000 of that came from John McEnroe. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, it was great. Um, great, yes, great Connecticut moment. It, it, it really was. I, I, I'm so glad you mentioned it. Uh, yeah, this year's um, uh, PowerShare's Men's Legends event is actually an official format of the um, Me- uh, PowerShare's year-long series. Um, so that's kind of nice to have yet another affiliation, another uh, entity that's promoting our tournament. But on Thursday night, fans will get to see the women's quarterfinal at 7 o'clock, followed by our very own Fairfield County, Fairfield, Connecticut, native uh, James Blake, And he is taking on John McEnroe this year, Thursday night, and that's the first semifinal in this new format. And then Friday night, fans get to see the women's semifinal at 7 p.m., followed by Andre Agassi, who is (gasps) playing Marty Fish, who I think was our 2006 finalist against James Blake.
2: Andre Agassi. Wow.
3: And he has not been in the Elm City since 1992, you guys. Wow.
1: Hey, wow. when, when both so, Mac, both when Agassi and I both had hair.
3: <laughs> yes, exactly. He's he's going to be at the blow dry bar <laughs> to, with you. And then the winner of semifinal number one between Mac and Roe and Blake will play the winner of semifinal two, Agassi Fish, on Friday night. So Friday night's gonna is like you know fabulous Friday. Remember you know block you know remember um, Super Saturday at the U.S. Open. It's like it's going to be fabulous Friday here at the Connecticut Open with. One women's match and two men's matches on Friday night.
2: That is fantastic. That is going to be uh,
3: yeah. So I think it's going to be so. Another so wait. So, match so there could be an Agassi McEnroe match. final. Can you imagine?
2: Wow! <laughs> get your ticket. In, in other words,
1: and, get your tickets early, people. How's that? Get yeah, your tickets so early.
3: <laughs> if you look at if you look at the ticket sales, which are coming in very strong in week one, um, there's there's a, 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 a preponderance or for Friday night with a closed second of Thursday night. I mean, you know, people love to see the men and the women in the same session.
0: And Ann, why don't you remind folks how they can go about getting uh, tickets for the uh, open?
3: Um, you can go online right now, uh, ctopen.org. Uh, it's really easy um, to order tickets online, or you can call one 8 Seven
0: seven eight four two three zero
3: zero
1: three. Great. Either way. All right, and we'll have you uh, if you'd like to join again right before the tournament and talk about your when your your completed field and make one more push to get people out there. We'll 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 do the show. We'll talk about the show again and the tournament again.
3: We'll be adding players all summer, and we'll be adding special events all summer, and we'll have news all summer. So, so whenever you guys want me, I'm happy to 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 join you. Thank and, you, and so once much. again,
1: we will we will offer our services and and to to come to Wimbledon <laughs> with you. I think I'd look I think I'd look awful in all white. I think so, I, I Vinny, mean, I got to thinking... tell
0: you, I mean, you you wore the all whites last year when we had Ann on, just in preparation for. For going to the uh, the Connecticut Open,
1: all, all whites being not being my my guinea tees. Right, Vinny thought that
0: the, <laughs> the uh,
2: spectators had to wear all whites. <laughs> when when he showed up with his with his guinea tee on, did you did you take him to like the the tournament <laughs> shop? She just, she him just a nice put him nice Izod.
1: She put a poncho over me.
2: <laughs> all of a sudden, Moro had this like XXXL Izod polo shirt no, draped she, over she him. She just she
1: just draped a, a poncho over me.
3: He, pr- he was perfectly well presented. He, <laughs> he did not He did not embarrass the family, don't worry. He's no. the
2: quintessential <laughs> tennis fan. I don't know anybody that's sits next Breakfast time. in Wimbledon with Vin Morrow. <laughs>
0: Any, anybody that sits I mean, next,
3: I think next to Mark. you were there already. Thursday night,
1: right? Yeah, we, were, we went on Thursday night. Yeah, that was great.
3: And Joel was there Friday night. That's yes. cool. Okay. Yes. Well, you guys have to make your plans. Come All right. On
1: out. Absolutely. Thanks, Anne. And, right. and for anyone who's Thank listening, go buy your tickets.
3: Thank you. See you August 19th to the 27th. Thanks, Anne.
0: thanks, Ann. Thanks, Ann. That was friend of the program, Connecticut Tournament Director Ann Worcester. Look forward to having her back on a little bit later this summer.
1: Are you online buying tickets right now? Uh,
0: I might buy all the tickets for Friday night and then put them
2: on the resale market as time gets closer. There you let's, go. Let's Look think about that. this a little, a little, a little, little money business this. opportunity. A little, a little this money is going to be the hottest show? ticket in Connecticut sports
1: history. All right, Agassiz, McEnroe. Final, <laughs>
0: women's semi-final. Last,
1: last time Agassi was in in, in New Haven was nineteen ninety-two. Wow, oh. right. yeah. Agassi's a like, hey, you, literally. I mean, like he's he a fellow I, head shaver. He, he, he's a head he I, shaver like you. He he and I both had hair in ninety-two. I th-
0: I think maybe you guys should get together before the, you know the match. Go out. You should maybe right. after the match. I don't know. We'll take something. Agassi to Portofino's. That'd be nice. We'll have a couple of beverages. Right. It'll be a good time. Seriously. You guys can talk about scalp care. You know tips. You right, know, this what could be you guys do.
2: This could be one of the uh, benefits, you know, for the players coming in. Any restaurant they go to, if they mention the name Vin Morrow, they get a free, a free cocktail. A free cocktail. Maybe a free uh, appetizer. That's
1: mm-hmm. not getting crazy.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so that's really the only one we've done with Vin. Yes.
2: <laughs> right. So I want to um, let's talk to uh, let's talk to Mr. Bass about us, you know, going on a road trip
1: a for the show, trip. a little Wimbledon yeah. trip. Uh, he, that'd be he'll, nice. We'll able to pony up. For teen, that. Little teen crumpets action. We need to show. You know, we should bring Ed with us. Ed Turner. Well, we should bring Ed. With Talk us. about
0: not getting through security.
1: Yeah, there's no way
0: dropping Ed, dropping f bombs.
1: No, there's no way Ed
0: gets through security. Listen, I you know I'd be very happy at the All English Club. You know, it's it'd be lovely. Is that
2: what they call it? That's the all, what they
1: call it, the All English Club.
0: Yeah,
2: the Old English Club. No, oh oh my God, you could go over there. You can watch a couple soccer games. Oh my God, we could go to the Tottenham Spurs
0: game. Yeah, the season starts uh, at the end of August. The official uh, soccer team <laughs> of the Canolian Caner Sports Hour, the Tottenham Spurs. Yeah, season runs from like the end of August through the first week of May. So,
1: no, whatever. whatever. You know, okay. I mean, mm-hmm. see, so but you go to the stadium. You like, you, you have you ever been to the stadium? I, I
0: have not. And actually, they're 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 tearing it down. And the stadium's very old stadium. They're building a new uh new White Hart Lane. The house that they have. A, they have a deal. Vinny, this the, the, house house the, the, spe, the house that the special one built.
1: The house that the special one built. This Are the, the coaches. No,
0: no, no. Uh Jose is up in uh, Jose. up in Manchester. Um, oh, that's right. Uh, but you should not, know not, that, not
1: Steve Cassano's Manchester,
0: not not, not Manchester, <laughs> um, <laughs> Manchester. Um, but but Vinny, you'll, you'll appreciate this that, that Tottenham has a deal with the NFL, so there are going to be a lot of football games played over uh, did, at, at this stadium.
1: We could get into that when football season gets closer. Wait, like U.S. I hate football, though, I American hate football.
0: Those. When they go, yeah, American football.
1: I yeah, hate. Well, that. the
0: NFL is American football.
2: The teams me. that go over
1: there are at such a, such a
2: disadvantage. It, like, throws them but off. But nobody
1: cares, because last two years, it's been, like, the Dolphins and the Rams. So no, nobody no, cares. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Oh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville, right. Jacksonville is our big international
2: ambassadors of football. <laughs> well, the, 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 the team owner with of the
1: Jacksonville. ugliest uniforms, and, like, for years, the worst team. Although, I think they should. They could be pretty
2: yeah, good. Yeah, they're not bad. They had that, that quarterback. What's his name? Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. They have the Bortles. Alan Hearns. They have that other good receiver.
1: And the other guy. And the, the other, other guy. The other, other guy. guy.
2: Don't forget that guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so when the fantasy draft comes around, I might think about it. Oh Adam, you forgot to mention fantasy baseball in your update, by the way. I'm I'm down this week after hitting twenty six home runs last week. My team is beating yours eleven to one.
0: It's early still. My first it's place early.
2: team against your second this was the showdown for first place. It's not early at all. It's Saturday and the se- the weekends tomorrow. Season's early. Season's well, I'm know.
0: crushing you eleven to one. And if you look at the categories, they are all close, and this is with uh, Anthony Rizzo being hurt. Oh, Anthony Jose Rizzo being, being hurt. Oh, by the way.
1: Ron Don right, being what, hurt.
0: My team is a juggernaut.
1: We're going to go actual baseball for a second? Yeah, let's do that yeah. for real.
2: Right, We have we have what? Dave Alexandro, the NBA guru what? of North Haven, uh, calling uh, in five minutes.
0: Yeah. What? Uh, if I answer the phone.
1: <laughs> oh, you will answer the phone. <laughs> yet another one of Joel's friends. <laughs> no, yet another one of my friends <laughs> who
2: happens to be a sports expert. That's the circles I travel. You know what? I, I do miss.
1: I do miss cousin Mitch right now. Cousin I, Mitch I, I, is I, I, at a bar mitzvah right now.
2: He he. What ta- We're what in the what middle. Time out.
1: What time do bar mitzvah start?
2: Bar mitzvah start early. They go forever. Oh. Uh really? You know. So the service can start at like nine thirty. The service can. We were at a bar mitzvah three years ago. Nine thirty to twelve. Then you have like the party. Then you have like something like the next day. Uh but yeah, so Mitch is out of Bar Mitzvah. Uh Robin's cousin Allison wouldn't let him out of it to call in. So we now he's he's he, he's the Wally Pip first of all of radio NBA analysis. He's tell, about to get you tell me Wally Mitch, pipped.
0: You told me Mitch couldn't say Allison, I've got to go to the men's room I'll Allison, be right
2: back. <laughs> That's what I suggested to him. I'm like, why don't you go out to the parking lot? He said he would have to go to the rabbi's study
0: to make the phone call. I mean, there's 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 a men's room. You just you know, I mean, great to do. We want to hear flushing toilets. I was going say, I mean, you know, pretty soon Joel will be doing his remote from. <laughs> no, so you know, <laughs> Look, men's room down the
1: hall. Joel's doing his remote from
2: finance. <laughs> Mitch's future on the Canolian Kino Sports Hour is in jeopardy.
1: Well, let's talk about Major League. Baseball We're about to audition his, yeah. his what replacement. What happened to CC Sabathia? I mean, what was he's the, great. I, I'm just saying, this is a guy who was two beers away from you know just being, you know, barroom softball.
2: He went into rehab during the playoffs last year. And that was after compiling like a 6 ERA. Listen, his his career was over.
0: He's he's clearly, you know, working on getting his life straightened out. Uh, I think the knee is finally feeling a little bit better, although that can start barking at any moment. Uh I'm going to be at, I'm going to be at the stadium tomorrow with my father. Uh nice. got him tickets for his uh, 70th birthday and we're going to see uh Yankees take on Detroit. It's also Old Timers Day.
2: Every day at Yankee Stadium it's is Old Timer's like, oh, Day. See how
0: I set him up for that? Come on. See? Oh.
1: When, when when the average age of the actual team can we, is Can we
0: talk about Old Timer's Day for a second?
1: Yeah. I mean, like, when they introduce every single person who's ever worn a Yankees uniform, it sort of loses its luster a little bit. Listen, like, Right? I mean, like.
0: Are they introducing Scott Kamenecki this year? I think so.
1: But this is my point. I mean, like, Old Timer's Day at Yankee Stadium is a joke now.
0: I mean, so listen. It's it's a big Yankee family. You don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Uh, I get it. It's not like, it's not everybody. I mean, they've it, it'll probably end up being close to probably you know so fifty right. People. There's gonna be
1: like fifty people who, who get
0: introduced. But they'll do a nice thing. The loner, you. Know, I mean, just because you wife. can't get a
1: job, like I mean, like they introduce people who literally like were in spring training looking for a job. And they're like, Oh, I played for a, year, I played for a month for the Yankees, but they'll they have me back at old timers day.
2: Is Jeter gonna be there? I mean
1: like they're no. thirty two years old, so Co- these guys are getting introduced. The,
0: the, the Core Four won't be there. Um They're the, not gonna the be there. The Core Four won't Jeter, think, be there. I think Jeter's getting married pretty soon, so I, I think they're So probably, what?
2: He's getting you know. married pretty oh oh yeah, right. He's he and uh he and Hannah Davis are like going over, you know. Flower patterns for the tables right now. They're they're trying to figure out what what six you know appetizers are going to be passed out. No, Derek Jeter can make it to Old Timers Day if he wanted
1: to. So this is this is interesting question. So so who's the last guy that they introduced? I mean, like usually you know that was it was reserved for you know for Yogi for all those years. Who so who's who's the big Uh, is it it going to be Paul O'Neill, noted Trump
0: supporter? Well, they've got
1: (laughs) Paul O'Neill who's in the in the in the TV booth half the year,
2: right? Angry white man, Paul O'Neill, Trump supporter.
1: <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I mean, where, who's the last guy they introduced this year?
0: Uh, Could be Whitey Ford. Could be Don Larson.
1: Okay. I mean, so they...
0: Horace Clark.
1: <laughs> they still have a couple guys <laughs> left. But, I mean, this is not the old-timers day of old-timers day anymore. I mean, like, you know, you used to, like, you know, like, even as a Red Sox fan, you know, I would tune into old-timers day just to see, you know, just to see those guys.
0: I'm excited. It's gonna be the first time I'm gonna be there. I can't wait to welcome back. You know, Jesse Barfield, Brian Bowringer Right here. I mean, but, you're going with your dad to Old Timers Day. But you know, we're we're gonna see. You know, I mean, Goose Gossage will be there. Ron Guidry, Bucky Dent. It, has
1: Goose Gossage like jumped the shark too? By the way, I mean, like every time somebody like you know does something in baseball, Goose Gossage has to chirp in. You know, well, he's like he wants to be the Curt Schilling.
2: Yeah, I mean, like he. But he, he, Goose, nobody cares. Uh, Nobody uh, cares what you think.
1: I got to say,
0: I, I'm excited to see Ricky play because so I, I think Ricky could probably still steal a couple bases. Listen,
1: Ricky, Bernie Ricky, Williams
0: will be there. Ricky could probably Paul O'Neill.
1: Ricky could probably still hit half a dozen home runs and steal fifty bases.
0: I think yeah, you know, Ricky could
1: be playing for the Mets right now.
0: Be, he could be.
1: He could be leading off. He
2: could. He, Ricky Henderson could be the Mets leadoff hitter right now. I would Bernie, take
1: him. Bernie Williams right is now. available. Yeah, Bernie. I mean, like, so I mean, like, I, I'd be interesting to see who the who the last like three or four that they introduced for the big. I, I think, big ovation.
0: You know, uh I have got a feeling it'll be Larson and Whitey. Uh will probably be your last two. Okay. Um you know, hmm. Dr. Dr. Bobby Brown will be there. Um so you Is he over the Whitney <laughs> The Whitney Houston. Uh, no. Different different Bobby Brown there, buddy. Uh, I mean Bubba Whatever. Crosby uh will also be there, so that's terrific. I
1: right, who's 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 the guy that you're gonna go Really? They they brought him back?
0: Uh Tanyon Sturts is on the list.
1: Oh, come on. See, this is a guy who's probably just looking for a job.
0: No, Tanyan Sturts' arm fell off after Joe T- Tory used him in like ninety-seven games one year. Um Tanyon Sturts is gonna be at Old Timers Day.
1: I mean, here's the other thing, like huh. I mean, they have Michael K and uh John, John Sterling, Sterling who, and and hate have, and, and, who hate each other. Who hate each other. And then they have to say something nice about these guys when they come out, like you know,
0: he was a know, key part. Like of the
1: key, yeah, right. How many key parts of the '96 team are you gonna have?
0: Tanyon hits it out of the canyon. He was a reliable starter on a 72
1: win team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Who was the guy that they had? Shane. What the hell was his name?
0: Shane. Shane Spencer. Shane. Spencer. Shane Spencer was actually a contributor on some World Series teams. So,
1: right. I mean, but like, I mean, <laughs> this is like, I mean, they have to say something nice about these guys, like. He was a great long relief guy.
0: Right. A leader in the clubhouse, if not on the field. And in his quiet way, <laughs> he right, went about see, his this business. See,
1: is, this is your mission. You have to come back here next week with the worst announcement of somebody.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm ready for it. By the way, joining us on the hotline, our third string NBA expert and one of Joel's friends, Dave Alexandro. Dave, you with us?
4: Yes. Hey, guys. How are you?
0: Dave,
1: look. I, I will say this, Dave: the bar is very low for NBA you, experts around you can, here. You, can, so. move
0: in, you our, can move into the starting lineup easily.
1: Very easy. This I'm is hoping, you are that, you are Lou Gehrig,
2: and if you hit well today, our, our former NBA analyst Wally Pip is going to go to the bench for the rest of his career. This is your this good. is your Joe Benigno moment.
4: So right, don't right right don't, don't screw here, this up. I'm here for you.
2: All right. So what do you think?
4: Watch so, you know, last night's game was, uh, you know, the first game of the series that, you know, really kind of showed uh, both teams at their best. And, you know, I, I think the thing that jumped out at me was how comfortable, uh, you know, Steph looked out there. And, you know, really him kind of getting into a groove in advance of the fourth quarter really opened up. So when they went to their death lineup in the fourth quarter, the um, death
2: lineup, see, he knows the nomenclature. Vin, do you know well, what the death you know,
4: lineup is?
1: I'm sorry. I was falling asleep.
4: It's the You're Warriors sure. small lineup. Yeah. So they go with the small lineup where they put Draymond Green at the five, um, you know, and they have Iggy, uh, Iguodala, and they have, uh, Barnes at the forward positions and obviously Clay Thompson and Steph Curry at the guards. And it just creates a lot of matchup problems. Um, You know, with the three-point shot being so big in the NBA, it spaces the floor, they set up a pick-and-roll mismatch, and then on the switch, they kind of get whatever they're looking for because, you know, Steph, I think, you know, the the biggest weapon for him is that he can put the ball on the floor and attack. Um, So, you know, he's not just one of these come off a screen and shoot a three, he also... Shot the highest percentage at the rim this year in the NBA. So, um, you know, those, those are the kind of things that you really can't defend one thing against him. And then when he's kicking out, and Clay Thompson's knocking down shots, and and everything else is clicking. Uh, and obviously, Draymond Green got under LeBron's skin, and and it was a uh, you know a real interesting dynamic.
1: Does does you know? I mean, LeBron James is you know has been the best player in the NBA for a while. Does he, this guy gets mugged? Every time he touches the ball, he never gets a call. I mean, like, Jordan, I mean, you used to breathe on Jordan. You know, they'd call a foul. This guy, he goes to, I mean, is it because he's so big? Is it because, I mean, I I don't understand. I mean, like, this guy gets the crap beat out of him going to the rim, and it's like, you're looking going, what the hell was that? It was like a linebacker hit him.
4: I think it's a combination, you know, because I think when referees watch him, they're seeing more of Shaq than Jordan, you know? So like you said, the the sheer size of LeBron, some guys just bounce off of him. And then the other thing I think that's contributing in this series is, you know, if if Jordan was making a move against Craig Elo, they'd call a foul on Craig Elo because he was not a great defender. When LeBron's making an attack to the basket against Iguodala, who's been – consistently one of the best defenders in the league and and is known for his quick hands and not fouling, all of a sudden, you know, you combine the fact that LeBron doesn't get the calls, perhaps, that other superstars got throughout the years, combine that going against an elite defender, and then all of a sudden uh, you really notice that he's not getting to the line. And he was bringing that up in in the post-game conference yesterday, the press conference, um, you know, at that same point. Yeah, uh, without. Without going at the refs directly, just kind of pointing out the differential in, in the free-throw attempts. A-
1: absolutely. I mean, like, you know, he, I mean, this was, and he was at home. I mean, he's at home not getting, the you know, getting the calls. Yeah, right? but you know right. what,
2: though? You know why he wasn't getting the calls? Because he wasn't shooting. I actually, uh, I, with eight minutes left in the third quarter, LeBron James, and, like, I was noticing, like, every time LeBron James got the ball in the paint, he would pass it out. Like, I don't want to see LeBron James getting the ball and passing it out to Iman Shumpert past the three-point line. With eight minutes left in the third quarter, LeBron James had put up seven shots in the entire game. You can't get fouled if you don't shoot. LeBron James came up—look, his his final stat line, he scored 25 points. More than half of those were garbage points, okay, that he was getting in the last few minutes— when they were basically like letting Cleveland score two pointers instead of uh, three, I think LeBron James came up very small last night. Very, yeah, very small. You know,
4: I I think you know going back to the kind of comparison with Jordan. Uh, you know, obviously back then the illegal defense rules. You know, you had to play a very strict man-to-man. to help uh, restrictions really prevented a lot of double-teaming and and that type of thing. So now Golden State, you know, I I think their defense. Gets overlooked sometimes. So so they play great help defense, and when you've got guys on the floor that can't knock down shots, you know they put Schumpert into play defense. He shoots thirty percent from three. Kyrie shot thirty one percent from three. You know zero. how many shots
2: J.R. Smith put up in the second half? Zero. zero how
4: many?
2: He didn't yeah. put up yeah. one shot in this. They they scored eleven points in like the first the first ten minutes of the fourth quarter. They were. It was a travesty, okay?
4: Well, you know, I think that's one of the difficulties with, with LeBron, you know, where, where you talk about him as an all-time great, which he clearly is, uh, but he needs the ball in his hand. Even though he's a great passer, like like you're saying, Joel, when he when you need him to take over a game, uh, you know, he is not going to, you know, he backs his man in, and, and that's what people, you know, you listen to someone like Charles Barkley, like LeBron has to attack more, you know, that's his game, but when, when all of a sudden – you know, almost like the old Bobby Knight, get five men in the paint to stop the penetration. You know, that's what happens with Golden State. And then if he's kicking out the guys who don't shoot a very high percentage from three, uh, you know, you're taking Kevin Love out because of his defense hurting you on the pick and rolls, but he's one of your best three-point shooters on the perimeter. So, you know, that's, that's what the whole mismatch that the death lineup creates. And Lou decided. The other thing that was a major factor yesterday, I think, was that Lou, had LeBron out there, you know he didn't bench him the whole second half. He didn't put uh, he didn't rest Kyrie the whole second half. They looked so they looked tired I think at the those end of guys, that game. I think those guys were gassed at the end.
0: They looked they looked beat. I mean it, yeah. they just looked completely gassed. You know, and yeah. that
2: that then you know also begs a question about Kevin Love. What a disaster! Yeah. LeBron James's worst move as general manager: <laughs> trading Andrew Wiggins for Kevin Love.
4: Kevin yeah, Love is you know, a I dog. Think- well, you know, I think the difficulty is they haven't found a way to use him, you know, because when when he's used well, he's, uh, you know, a, a huge weapon. So, uh, you know, I think, like I said, the difficulty is when you really can't hide him defensively, then it becomes problematic. So that's what the Cavs have kind of found, you know, even though, you know, the Golden State's not a, a true pick-and-roll team where they clear out a whole side and just have, you know, let's say, Curry calling Bogut up for a 1-5 screen, it, it's not that kind of pick wow. and roll. They'll run a pick and roll. That is, that is so
2: far beyond our understanding. Cousin, calling you know, Bogut up for a 1-5 screen. Cousin Mitch, you know, the, the, our, our NBA just, expert, has never you know, even heard position.
4: that. So the point guard is calling up the center for a screen because if a team is switching, you're going to get the switch onto the center. You know, a 1-2 with the, with the point guard and the shooting guard, setting a ball screen, all of a sudden, every team is going to switch that because your shooting guard can obviously guard the other team's point guard. So you don't see a lot Joel of... thinks
1: you're talking about chess. That's why. This is this is. This is <laughs> I would, I would have castled. His... If I was Kerr, I would
4: have <laughs> I castled
1: that, no, midway through there, the game. You know? um,
4: yeah, that's K, K to K7. Castle, but, uh, you know, you <laughs> PG to, to PG7. No, you know, that definitely is is a major part of what Golden State does. And if you watch when, when Love is in their next game, watch how, how often... They'll bring Love's man in for the pick-and-roll, and then whatever action comes off of that, it's, it's just this chaos because the Cavs don't want Love switching on to Thompson or Curry. So then all of a sudden, it's this trickle-down where they're trying to get Love back onto the four or the five, and, and they don't always do it quickly. And the way the ball moves with um, Golden State you know, it usually results in an open shot. Yeah, and the, that's that, where, the ball doesn't um, hit the
1: ground very much with Golden State, yeah, I have to tell you. I mean, I, like, they yeah. they move the ball, the guys are in the right spot, and, be, you know, it's like two lightning-quick passes and a three from a spot. You're like, how the hell do you make that shot? And, you know, it goes in, and, you know, they're playing defense again. I mean, like, the ball doesn't touch the ground a lot.
4: Right, absolutely. And I think you saw it in in the end of the Thunder, uh, the Th- uh, Thunder series, right, with the last two games the ball was sticking with Westbrook and Durant, and they were not getting a lot of opportunities in transition. And, you know, in the game that the Cavs played well, you know, you saw how they were getting in transition, right? Like LeBron had that Grand Hill alley-oop, um, you know, that reminded you back of the Duke days where where Kyrie threw it up there, LeBron reached back and threw it down, you know, all of that you know, obviously a big factor was playing on their home court, but, but they were getting misses on golden States and, and turning it into transition opportunities on their end. And there was none of that yesterday. And then all of a sudden, like you said, the ball sticks on the golden state end. And, you know, it basically just becomes one-on-one action with Kyrie trying to break down his man or LeBron breaking down his man. But like Joel said, he doesn't then attack the rim and, you you know, you almost have to just, you know, dare the refs to make that call. But if you're kicking out off of that drive, you're not going to get that whistle. So you have to just attack and, and live with the consequences because the refs are not just going to start calling charges on, on uh, LeBron every time. Yeah,
1: Cleveland might have lost this series when, when Russell Westbrook thought he won his series. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's how right. this looks. I mean, like, you know... They, Let's you talk know. about the Warriors, okay? So, like,
2: I watched the... I watched the game last night. It was the first you know, full NBA game that I've watched in about 20 years. And the reason mm-hmm. I did was because I'm thinking about uh, a historical perspective. Uh, and I wanted to say, you know, are the Warriors the greatest team of all time? Okay. And I was a big proponent that they were not because I grew up in the Jordan era. Uh, well, you are like 40 in the Jordan era, weren't you? No, I was, I was in law school in Chicago at the time. During during the Jordan era, when I wasn't when I wasn't studying, Loyola? when I wasn't she doing Loyola? when I wasn't doing law review activities, State, I would I would school go out to uh, I'd go out to the you United go Center, go county see, school of law. I was known as the Michael Jordan of our class. <laughs> no, so uh, but but here is the thing: so <laughs> Huge the Warriors, gambling, problem, man. Me, like gambling and cheating. <laughs> the Warriors, the Warriors, uh, will have two championships in a row, and they will have set the
0: NBA record for most wins in a season. No team in the NBA finals has come back de- from down 3 games to 1. I am ready to, to, to a call series. it oh, yeah. right yeah. now. You make it back to Cleveland. Well, I mean
1: really, it's not really calling it. I mean, I mean like, no, it's-
2: no, that's not what I'm ready to call. I'm making a historical call and I am saying that the Golden State Warriors of 2015-2016 are the greatest basketball team of all time?
0: Okay, well, I don't think you're the first one to make that historical call. I, I think there have been some other analysts. And you, that you just have done admitted
1: that. to you haven't watched an NBA game in 20 years because so, I watched the last greatest team. Be- <laughs> oh, how does one
2: make he, how, as opposed to
1: who? Because you knew that there was no I'm other just, greatness I'm just, I'm just, as opposed to the Pistons of 2003. I'm just wondering. No,
2: there's two. There's two contenders for your greatest you're, team you're, ever. You're, it's the Bulls. Or the Warriors, and, and I happen to have seen both of them. And 20 you, years you're, from you're now.
1: Making, you're making an,
4: The
2: Pelicans <laughs> of 08 were, <laughs> were a fine team. They had yeah, they Joe, the best You missed, you missed some the all-time greats
4: in there, man. You shouldn't have been uh, hibernating the last 20 years. But, no, uh, yeah, look, no, I'm like the, the skaters. Warriors... I
2: come out for the greatest teams, and I've now come out to watch a game now that there's another contender for greatest team.
4: <laughs> Dave, what do
2: you think? As a certified yeah, no, NBA think... guru... Like, like, you, you know, like a cicada I, I emerging controls you know, the NBA.
4: Especially in, in the current era, right? You think of the way the game has kind of evolved. You know, because of the changing the hand checking rule, because of changing the illegal defense rule, all of those type of things have opened up the game. So now, you know, all you hear about is uh you know, space pace and space, and you hear three and D, all that stuff, right? And there's no team in history that has done it better than the Warriors. So um last you know, night when you've got
2: these guys were mugging each other. Jeff Van Gundy on the telecast said, it's not like they're calling it loosely. They're just yep. letting them foul each other.
4: Right, right. Absolutely. Right? And so that's why... But the Warriors you know,
2: proved that they could kick butt even in that scenario.
4: Right. Can, you know, because they have Azealia on the bench. They have Bo get ready. You know, so they've got two bigs that... They have Draymond Green very... kicking
2: people in the nuts whenever he wants. <laughs> can, can,
4: can, right, can, can absolutely.
2: Can
1: you the guest you know, finish? And, <laughs>
4: But go, going, back to, going back to Draymond Green, that's going to be interesting, how the league comes down. That little skirmish that he had with LeBron, he clearly punches LeBron right between the legs. So you're going to see that. They had gone
2: three games without a nut shot in the series.
4: Dober should have come no,
2: out, gone after Curry.
4: Because if they change that at the league office to a, to a flagrant one, Draymond has to sit out the next game. If they change it to a flagrant two... Draymond has to sit out the next two games. So well, look out for that because they didn't sit him with the kick in the, in the thunder series, because at that point it was three, one. And if all of a sudden you suspend Draymond green in a must win game, and then the 73 and nine warriors get knocked out of the playoffs, you just, you know, kind of ended history. And then Joel's comment about best team in history is forgotten. So they did not, suspend Draymond in that game, now all of a sudden they have a two-game cushion, I would look for the league to suspend Draymond Green for one game at least.
2: So that is your call as yes. NBA, as Connecticut NBA guru. Do you think Draymond <laughs> Green is going to get suspended for one game? Yes. If they suspend Draymond Green for one game, I'm going back into hibernation. I'm never watching the NBA again. Yeah, they'll, they'll LeBron, probably... James, now, LeBron James James stepped you, over him. Have you,
4: have you seen a replay of that punch I, yet?
2: The punch? I've seen a replay of LeBron James walking, like walking over him, and I saw uh, Draymond flail. I didn't see any actual contact or touching.
4: Okay, after the show, go to YouTube, go to Twitter. Have they broken it down? Because it's really, um, you know, they obviously slowed down the replay, uh, you know, to to basically, uh, you know, we're watching frame by frame at this point. Let me ask you you something, Dave. Yeah.
2: How pathetic is it that LeBron James is is whining publicly about the fact that Draymond Green should should get suspended? Argu one of the before the series, he was in the argument for one of the for the greatest player of all time. And now he needs Draymond Green to get suspended for his team to have any chance whatsoever of not getting humiliated at the Oracle Arena. He should just be quiet and he should say, you know what? I'm gonna play better. This is on me, and I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna. He is, he is whining and begging the NBA to suspend Draymond. How pathetic.
4: Well, that's what happens. You know, think about the last series. Both, you know, Kerr and uh, Green. You know, if anyone would know, you guys would, right? You work, you work in Hartford. You see it with the politics and stuff. You know, you kind of have a line, right? And, and everyone learns, okay, this is what we're going to talk about. So the talking point after the Draymond Green kick was, hey, not only shouldn't it have been uh, a flagrant, he sh- that that should get rescinded. And on the flip side, everyone in Golden uh, in Oklahoma City was saying he should get suspended. So it's the same thing's happening right now, where everyone on the Cavs side is saying, "Hey, look at that punch!" And oh, every-
2: he needs it to be suspended. LeBron, right, give right. me a break! I look, LeBron James, general manager, coach, starting. Power forward. I think you're a little, starting. You're a little
1: off, rough on LeBron right now. Because uh, you're a little rough.
2: I'm saying that I don't want to see him publicly begging the NBA. He's getting mugged every time he touches the ball. Everybody was getting mugged in that game. Everybody was getting mugged. Andre Iguodala got tackled while he was shooting a jump shot, and right. and uh, the foul wasn't but, but called. But that's-
4: you know, but that's different from, you know, in the last series, they could argue the kick was inadvertent. This time, like I said, when you go and look at the frame by frame, you'll clearly see, and I missed it during the game, and, and Breen and, and the rest of the announcers, right, Jackson, and, and uh, you know, they did not even, and Van Gundy didn't even touch on it. So nobody noticed it even, you know, back in the truck, and then all of a sudden in the post game, that was the focus. And then you saw when they slow it down, the, the kick happens, you know, and and you think back. The last time the Knicks had a, had a real shot at at greatness, when and Jeff Van Gunny was getting
2: t- pulled around the P. court, He Brown
4: through Charlie Brown, uh, Charlie Ward into the uh, hanging uh, first on to the row, leg right? of
2: Alonzo Mourning.
4: You know, so I was so think about of, so. how how that one play changed that whole series. Knicks were up three two, and then they wound up losing that series in seven. Right. So this is the type of thing that I don't think Golden State's going to lose this series, but if the NBA comes down hard on Draymond Green, and it could go. Six- that and now all of a sudden, um, you know, there's some pressure in game seven, but I, Look, I, don't I think get it. Uh, I'm State, just saying, I don't think Golden State loses.
2: I don't want to hear LeBron James begging the NBA to suspend an integral member of the opposing team. I want to hear LeBron James say, We're gonna go out to California and kick some butt. And, I, no, and absolutely. I, and I don't want he should be saying that he doesn't want him suspended, he wants him out there. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying,
4: right? I hear Am I you. wrong?
1: I think, I, uh, right. I, I think they'll probably end up. All
0: right, I think they'll probably end up suspending him for the first game of next season. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, they'll come down with the suspension. The will appeal. They'll, yep. uh, the appeal you will take place after they knock him off uh, he, on he'll, Monday he'll night. Br- he'll Brady this, and uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be like a chase. Utley yeah, situation.
4: He needs Judge yeah. Berman to rule.
2: Yeah, he There you go.
4: Right, we'll have a chase Uly situation.
2: The basketball was actually underinflated. That's what I saw. Hey, look
1: at Dave that's what I saw last night. Entire show to bring the funny. Good job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because I'm a sports journalist. I'm not a comedian. Who doesn't yeah, watch
1: basketball? I mean, you know, <laughs> nah.
0: Really, really throwing that term journalist Dave, around. You, really, yeah, you
1: know, you you've really supplanted Cousin Mitch and Derek Slap as our NBA go to person here. So congratulations. It'll be an awkward conversation. For Joel and Cousin Mitch. Around Hold the on. Seder there's, table. There's right? a, around, the, around the Seder table. Mitch. Um,
0: had we known that last show would have been Cousin Mitch's last, I'm sure we, we would have done have been, something like, nice for him. Yeah,
1: we would have given him a citation or something, right?
0: <laughs>
2: right, we would have done. Right, We would have brought out. Yeah, we given him, been, sent a bottle of Manischewitz. We would have given him a Kanish. <laughs> exactly. No, okay, so you're.
4: You no, know, I, I enjoyed listening to, to Cousin Mitch, though. so, so don't, don't take him off the. Uh, off Lou Gehrig enjoyed watching
2: Wally Pipp. Okay, <laughs> it is what it is.
1: It's, well, I mean, well, it's natural we'll,
2: we'll selection. We'll move it's Mitch Charles to Darwin. Like, you
1: know his historical perspective on uh, basketball. Well, you know, we're Joe Frazier like, and I—we're we're gonna have to bring you in to like to really break it down. You know, next time we talk basketball, and you know, a you know, years,
0: we'll we'll, we'll have Mitch <laughs> start calling into the overnight show just to uh, get a little bit <laughs> more practice, tighten up the routine. Next time, there's another
2: historic team. Twenty years from now, we'll bring Mitch back.
4: Hmm. We may still be on the
2: air 20 years
0: from now.
4: Definitely.
2: Look, we're affordable. (laughs) I mean, we work for nothing. We
0: work for nothing. Listen, if we make it another 20 days, I'll be impressed. (laughs) If someone puts
1: a mic in front of us and doesn't have to pay us, I mean, it actually costs you money because I'm sure you got a parking ticket (laughs) today.
4: Oh,
0: that's
1: right. I've been here more than an hour.
0: Yeah, you can't park on the sidewalk. (laughs) That's not good. It's frowned upon.
2: All right. right. Dave, so you're predicting the Warriors... In how many games?
4: Yeah, you know, I, I think if, if Green if Green does not get suspended, I'm going to say Warriors in five. If he does get suspended, um, I think there's a chance it'll go seven. But I, I, I don't think Golden State loses this series.
2: What does Kieran think? Kieran Alexandro, Dave's son, is actually the leading NBA expert in the state of Connecticut. What is, who does Kieran think is going to win?
4: Kieran has Golden State. Now, he. And uh, I have Golden he State. He was actually watching the game with uh, with Joel's son Ben last night and how's Benjamin doing? They, so this is like, they, this, they is they like did, both, is this is like babysitting our hair this not, is
2: Benjamin that, is actually at the Alexandro household right now. Oh geez. he slept yeah, over so, last night
4: so you know I gotta give Ben because not only put Ben on ben the phone. It, no, I no. need
2: proof of life. Uh, <laughs> ben made
4: it through the whole, okay. through the whole uh, NBA game and Ben made it through the Mets extra innings as well and he saw Familia get the final out, so... Oh, Familia's uh, back
0: in the saddle, baby.
4: It's good.
2: Oh, Dave's a Mets yeah, fan, right.
1: too. Nah. We'll uh, have you on to talk Mets. I,
0: I hope you kept them up really late last night. Dave offered we'll to come into them. the studio today.
1: Yeah. Dave yeah. said... Because he wants to get away from his kids, too. I mean, is Dave, what happened.
2: Dave, you said to me last night, do you want me yeah. to come into the studio? Or do you want me to call... He could have been here right... He actually offered to come into the studio. I'm like, well, no, Probably. the studio is about, you know... It's about 115 it's degrees. It's the size of a closet. It's 115 <laughs> degrees. Well, and Joel spits yeah, when guys, he talks. I, have, I spit I when I talk. Kids.
4: I have three kids, so. Exactly. Yeah, he's yeah, looking yeah, for I'm a reason to get to out of the rest. house. Yeah. Dave's like, I can come over right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a 115 degree studio sometimes over. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get you. around a, and, and trying to make it to all the practices and everything, you know. Listen, Dave,
1: we'll get you a poncho if you have to sit next to Joel, because he's got, he's right now, he's working <laughs> a cup of coffee and a water, and most of it's on the table.
4: <laughs>
1: all right, Dave.
2: All right. Thanks all for everything. Thank you for calling in, my friend. Right Thank you. Shalom. Thanks for
4: me, guys. Take care.
1: Good work. Good work, Dave. Right.
4: The guy
2: knows basketball. It, like, he's, you know, I, there was nomenclature. Hubie Brown could learn from this guy. <laughs> I'm serious. That was fantastic.
0: I almost wish the NBA season would go on a little bit longer. It probably won't. It's probably over Monday night.
1: Exactly. Such is life.
0: It's over in Oakland. I think they want to close out on over. their... Over. It's over in Oakland. They want to win on the home court.
1: Right. It's it is, over.
0: It is over. And like, I am going to say... Look, I don't he, want to hear did, LeBron
1: James. Did okay.
2: anyone predict Golden State in five? I said six. Mitch said Golden State in five. Or seven. Remember that? He had the alternative. <laughs> well, if there's a full moon. It'll be Golden State in five. On Tuesday, Golden Cleveland State. in
0: six. Or it maybe. It could be. <laughs> right.
2: He basically had a scenario for every single possible permutation. Whereas Dave Alexander was talking about the five to the one, the center kicking out, this. That was great stuff. But... Look, Mitch is a family member.
1: Hey, here's the thing
2: Adam didn't fall asleep during that one. I'm not sitting across from Dave Alexander at the Seder next year.
0: Okay? I didn't, I didn't fall like, asleep. I mean, was I looking up like Scott Kamenecki's stats, you know, as he's making his uh, appearance at Old Timers
1: Day? He was oh, like, really? So Scott Kemenecki's going to be there? Oh, yeah. 53, uh,
0: 53 and 56 lifetime
1: uh, win loss percent, win loss
0: uh, record. Look,
1: I mean, he- here's another question. So so Mariano probably is one of the last guys to come out too, right? I would assume he, he's he, not going to be there. Oh. Uh, he's in the core
2: 4. So before when Adam said that the core 4 wasn't coming, Mariano oh, I mean, where he, would you put Mariano in the core 4? I think number 2. Yeah. Jeter yeah. 1, yeah. Mariano 2, uh Bernie 3. Well, oh, count, he wasn't in the core 4. Bernie
0: is part of the core 4. Bernie will be there tomorrow. Uh okay, and, Jorge and Bernie should get a big hand. Bernie's going to be there? Yeah. I think I think Jorge is probably the fourth of the four
2: noted jazz musician, Bernie Williams.
0: Wow,
1: none of the core four, but you are going to have Canyon Sturts.
0: We'll, well, listen, we're going to have Ricky Henderson, Joe Torre, Hideki Matsui. Paul. Joe Torrey's coming back. Yeah, Joe, Joe. This is not Joe's first uh, first year. They they came back last year. They retired a number. This nice. I mean, that was actually the year before. Old, old timers. Day's is Challenger really the Eagle really? going to be there? Listen, Challenger the Eagle. Listen, you know. The, the, the last two that are going to come out will probably be Don Larson and Whitey Ford.
1: Okay.
0: You know, Whatever. Larson, the other half of the perfect game, you know, photo with Yogi. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, they're right. doubly linked. They, right. sat, they sat together for David Cohen's perfect game. Maybe right. Draymond Green will David be there. David Cohen will be
1: there. Uh, David Cohen. Is David Wells going to be there?
0: I don't think David Wells is going to be there. Lock
1: down the bars.
0: Uh, yeah. He may be across the street. He's, he'll
1: be at stands. <laughs> yeah. How about it? Hideki
0: Arabu? Uh, he won't be there. Is there, there going to be an arabu he, sighting? Unfortunately, he passed away a couple of years ago, Joel. He did? Yeah, so Fatou? he probably won't make it there. Kideki
2: Arabu Fatou? passed away. Yeah. The fat toad. Wow. wow. That sort of brings that. me down. Yeah, well, you know.
1: Look, so, Here's
2: what I'm saying. Here's here's how I feel about LeBron. Like in Godfather 3. <laughs> here's how, In Godfather 3, I didn't want I didn't want to see Michael Corleone whining. Every time I get out, they pull me back. I don't want to see one of the greatest uh heroes, anti heroes, this super superhuman figure whining. I don't want to hear LeBron James whining about Draymond Green. I want him to prove, make his case for being the second greatest player in NBA history. If he can't do it, there you have it. He can't do it. I actually feel bad for him though, because when he went back to Cleveland. No, I feel bad for him too. Yeah. He had no idea
1: that you he know, was about is, to. You know, this is an hour show, right?
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so.
1: We don't get paid overtime here, you know. So, this is
0: great. Great show. I, w- I will say uh, you're listening to WNHHLP1035FM. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you want tickets to Friday night's CT Open, <laughs> go to Joel's I will Go <laughs> to
0: joelrukov.com. JoelTickets.com.
2: Because that will be the only Benjamin place they're College available. Funds. <laughs> Starting at $1,000 for the upper bowl, going into the five figures for the lower bowl. Johnny Mac versus Agassi.
1: All right.
0: A little bit of dead air there. Yeah.
2: All right. All right. Shalom from New Haven. See you next week.
1: I didn't walk out (laughs) today. You should have.